Zion Jersey Bogs by Charles Godfrey Leland. Read for LibriVox.org by Mark Nelson. Before the telegraph wires had ever run from pole to pole, or telegirls sent telegrams to cheer the weary waiting soul, when all things went about as slow as terrapins could run on clogs, was played a game by one whose name was Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. A Philadelphia newspaper was printed then on Chestnut Street, while across the way just opposite there lived a sufferin' rival-sheet, whose editors could get no news which made him cross as starvin' hogs. The first, I guess, had an express which kind of belonged to Mr. Boggs. But in those days the only news which really opened readers' eyes was of the New York lottery and who by luck had got a prize. All other news for all they cared might travel to the orful dogs, but this they got all piping hot, though surreptitiously, from Boggs. For of the crew no party knew that Boggs did any horse's own, all sportin' amputations he did most concussively disown. For he had serious subtle aims, his wheels were full of secret cogs, well oiled and slow, yet sure to go, was Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. One morning he mysteriously, and smiling quite ironical, spoke to the other editor, the man who run the Chronicle. The ledger has a hoss express by which your lottery news he flogs. Yes, that is true, but what's to do? replied the man to Mr. Boggs. Then Mr. Boggs let down his brows, and with a long, deep, knowing wink, said, "'Hosses travel mighty fast, but they're air-faster things, I think. And carrier pigeons, as you know, can find their way through storm and fogs. Them air the bugs to fly like slugs,' said Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. "'And in my glorious native land, which lies across the Delaware, I have a lot upon the spot, just twenty dollars for a pair. These gentle insects air the things to make the ledger squeal like hogs. That is the game, to hit em lame," said Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. The editor looked back again and saw him better on his wink. It is the crisis of our fate, say Boggs. What is your style of drink? Step to the bar of Congress Hall. We'll try your poultry on by Goggs, and let em fly tarnation high. Amen," said Zion Jersey Boggs. The pigeons came, the pigeons flew, they flit upon the lofty wall. They made their five and ninety miles in just about no time at all. Compared to them, the ledger team went just as slow as haulin' logs, but all was mum, shut close and dumb, by the request of Mr. Boggs. Then on the following Monday he, lookin' profounder as he prowled, this son of sin and mystery into the ledger orifice owled. And oh, to think, he sadly groaned, that earth should bear such scallywogs, such all-fired snakes and no mistakes, said Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. Why, what is up? asked Mr. Swain. It seems you've had some awful shoves. The Chronicle, his agent cried, has went and been and bought some doves. Them traitors, wretches, swindlers, cheats, have smashes up like pollywogs. They've knocked, I guess, our hoss express, higher than any kite," said Boggs. "'Have you no plan,' asked Mr. Swain, "'to keep the fellows off our walks?' "'I have,' said Boggs, as grim as death. 
what do you think of pigeon-horks? For in my glorious native land, across the river, mong the frogs, I have a lot all sharply sought to eat them pigeons up," said Boggs. They are the chosen birds of wrath, they fly like errors through the air, or angels sent by orful death, just fifty dollars for a pair, and cheap to keep, because, you see, upon the enemy they progs. We'll try it on and now be gone," said Mr. Swain to Mr. Boggs. The autumn morn was bright and fair, fresh as a rose with recent rain, the pigeons tortled through the air, but nary one came home again. Some feathers dropped in Chestnut Street, some bills and claws among the logs. Wiping a tear, I greatly fear, that's all not right," said Mr. Boggs. Into the chronicle he went, twice as mysterious as before. "'And have you heard the orful news?' he whispered as he shut the door. Oh, I have come to tell a tale of crime which all creation flogs, of wretchery and treachery that bangs tarnation's sin," said Boggs. "'Them ledger-fellers with their tricks have slopped clean over crime's dark cup. They've been and bought some pigeon-horks, and they have ed our pigeons up. Oh, what is life worth livin' fur when editors behave like hogs, and raging crime makes double time, Oh, darn such villainy!" cried Boggs. But hark, behold, to-morrow thou in deep revenge may dry your tears. I have a plan which you'll allow beats all get out when it appears. The raging eagle of the north, the bird which all creation flogs, will cause them horks to walk their chalks and give us grand revenge," said Boggs. Them glorious birds of liberty, them symbols of our country's fame, wild, sarcy, furious and free, indeliably rowdy game. They shall revenge them gentle doves, our harmless messengers, by gogs, in which the horks have stuck their forks," cried Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. For in my glorious native land, across the river down below, I have a farm, and in the barn six captive eagles in a row. One hundred dollars for a pair! Fetch out the flimsies from your togs, and up on high I'll make em fly," said Mr. Zion Jersey Boggs. But this same editor had heard some hint or rumor, faint or dim, how Mr. Boggs, it was averred, was coming patty over him. An earlier tale of soapy deeds then gave his memory startling jogs, and full of wrath right in his path he went for Zion Jersey Boggs. Horses and pigeons, pigeon-horks, that was enough to raise his Dutch. He saw it all, and also saw the eagle. Just one bird too much. Too mad to mind his shootin'-iron and throw good powder to the dogs, he grabbed his chair and then and there corrected Zion Jersey Boggs. After long years had rolled away, and Morse's telegraph came in, still on the facing rival roofs two gray old cages could be seen and young reporters o'er their drinks would tell each other, jolly dogs, of ancient time what in this rhyme I've told of Zion Jersey Boggs. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.